0: turn adversity into victory, live an extraordinary life based on actions, not words. Now, here's your host, Marcus Aurelius Anderson.
1: I train in as many arts as possible. I'm constantly learning all the time. Once you stop being a student, you stop growing. Guru Dan Santo. Bruce Lee said famously to absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. I can think of no better physical representation of this quote than Bruce Lee's protégé, Dan Inosanto. Guru Inosanto is 87 years old and still travels all over the world to teach the concepts of Bruce Lee's martial expression, Jeet Kune Do. In fact, he's teaching in Australia next month. Inosanto's students have gone on to do the martial art choreography, in the Jason Bourne series, the Book of Eli, and the John Wick series, to name a few. At 87, Guru Anasano has learned and forgotten more about martial arts than what I will ever learn in my lifetime. And I've done martial arts for almost 40 years. In this lesson, I reveal some of the wisdom of this living legend regarding substance, mastery, evolving, and octa nonverba. I'm Marcus Aurelius Anderson, and this is another installment. Of Octonon Verba's warrior wisdom. In these shorter solo episodes, I'll highlight lessons from warriors past and present, from the battlefields of Italy, Greece, and Japan, to the Middle East and more, for modern-day warfare, including tactics seen in business, society, and culture. I'll also be sharing lessons based on my own learnings and experiences. The reality is this: the world is a battlefield, and to not master these lessons leaves you grossly unprepared. For the adversity that you will face in the future. Today's lesson comes from a man that I had the utmost respect for, Mugalong no guru Dan Inosanto. And for those of you that are not familiar, in the Filipino martial arts, they call teachers or instructors guru. So he's not calling himself guru like some of these other people in the self-help or leadership circles. Now, I recently attended a two-day seminar with Guru Inosanto, and I have a few gems that I'm going to share with you. But first, a little bit of background about the man dan Inosanto. he began training in the martial arts at 11 years old received instruction from his uncle who taught him okinawan karate as well as judo and jujitsu. he was a student of ed parker from whom he achieved the shodan rank in american kenpo which is a black belt in osanto also served as a paratrooper in the 101st airborne division from 1959 to 1961 he was also a member of the Strategic Army Corps at Fort Campbell. Inosano is one of three people to have been appointed to teach at one of Bruce Lee's Junfang Kung Fu Institutes. The other two people, Taki Kimura and James Yim Lee, have since passed. In addition to learning directly from Bruce Lee and assisting him in some of the most legendary demonstrations of Jeet Kundo to the world, Inosano studied with different martial art masters all over the world in the United States, Southeast Asia and Europe, including John Lacoste and the father of Muay Thai in the United States, Arjun Chai Sarasut. After Bruce's death, Guru Inosano became the principal spokesman and historian for Jeet Kune Do. He also shares the screen with Bruce Lee in Bruce's last film, The Game of Death, where they famously faced off with nunchucks. Guru Inosano was featured as Black Belt Magazine's 1996 Man of the Year. He holds instructors or black belt levels in dozens of martial arts. He is known for promoting the Filipino martial arts, including several forms of Southeast Asian martial arts like Filipino Kali and Silat, which is a hybrid of multiple martial arts from countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, and the Philippines. He's also been promoted to fifth-degree black belt in Machado Jiu-Jitsu, and he has trained in shoot wrestling under Yurinaga Nakamura. And also, as an aside, if you're listening to this episode of Warrior Wisdom and you want to learn more about Bruce Lee, I do a deep dive on that for the Warrior Wisdom episode, Octo 145. Now, here's a little background about the evolution of Bruce Lee's martial art, Jeet Kune Do. JKD has changed and adapted quickly over the years. In fact, if you look at C. Joe Bruce Lee's first group of students that he had in Seattle and compare them to his last group of students, that he was teaching in his backyard in Bel Air in 1973, they look very, very different, and they fight differently as well. Now, with that said, here are some lessons that i learned from Guru Inosanto over the years. One of the first things that Enosanto talks about is making this intention about bringing substance to your training, substance to your partner, substance into the way that you hold the weapon, and giving them an honest attack. This is paramount because it allows them to cultivate the correct responses instead of repeating mistakes, because these mistakes can cost them if they actually have to defend themselves or somebody else with the technique. So what is this substance of which he speaks? It means to be focused on the moment when you're training. It also means to be fully engaged and completely present. Bringing substance to your partner makes them a better martial artist, which in turn makes you a better martial artist. And keep in mind, If you're not paying attention and you accidentally injure your partner while training, that partner will no longer be able to practice with you. And if this happens long enough, you'll end up without anybody that's going to be able to be a training partner for you, which in turn inhibits your ability to learn and improve. The lesson is to be the best partner that you can, regardless of the environment, because this will make you a better teammate, a better leader, a better spouse and parent as well. Another point is that some people have criticized and claimed that Guru Anasano doesn't do original Jeet Kune do, meaning that he doesn't limit his martial art knowledge to only what Bruce Lee taught him. But you must keep in mind that Bruce Lee passed away when he was 33 years old, and up to that point, he was literally studying any book that he could get his hands on regarding martial arts. For example, Bruce Lee had over 30 books in his library on the subject of wrestling alone. Other selections included multiple books on boxing, fencing, gongfu, and weapons training. Bruce's quote about absorbing what is useful, discarding what is useless, and adding what is specifically your own is well-crafted, but it comes from an original answer that he gave a student that asked him, what martial art do you think is best to borrow from? Bruce's classic response was, hey, I use whatever works, and I steal it from wherever I can find it. I say this to explain that Bruce was always trying to find things from which to absorb what was useful. Bruce Lee passed away over 50 years ago, and in that time, Guru Inosanto has been doing exactly what Bruce Lee himself was doing, namely studying whatever art interested in him and utilizing whatever worked. And with modern technology, we can do that much easier now than what Bruce Lee could have in 1967. When some say that Inosanto is not doing what Bruce Lee taught originally, Guru responds, well, if you're in the U.S. Army today, no one's going to come up to you and say that you're not part of the original army. They would not say, oh, well, because you're wearing a different uniform, using different weapons, or not riding horseback like George Washington, that you're not part of the army. And when he says it like that, it just makes sense. Things naturally evolve and naturally improve over time. I would also point out that Enosano, in fact, does teach with. Bruce Lee taught, he just doesn't limit what he's teaching to only that material. And in this way of learning and exploration, Guru Inasano is honoring exactly what Bruce Lee taught him to do, absorbing what is useful. If we look at the business field, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith has examples of this idea in his book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. He talks about this understanding of being malleable, of being teachable of wanting to learn from everyone to become the best CEO and leader that you possibly can. Miyamoto Musashi said something similar with this notion of there are many paths to the top of the mountain. So each one is a new method that you explore that shows you potential alternate paths and avenues of approach that can potentially be combined to create even more efficient paths for you when you bring them together. All of these examples are of absorbing what is useful, discarding what is useless, and adding what is specifically your own. The next lesson is, there are multiple martial arts and systems from which we can borrow, but before you start combining a bunch of different martial arts, you need to have a foundation in something that is solid and pragmatic. Otherwise, you're simply borrowing a bunch of techniques and trying to build on something that cannot sustain anything of substance. So, having a foundation in Jeet Kune Do's kicking, punching, and trapping would be a good foundation. Studying American boxing, Muay Thai, or Cambodian boxing would also be a good foundation. In addition, having some sort of ground fighting or rudimentary weapons training would all be good places to start. It is from these solid foundations that you can create a style that works best for you. Ideally, it will also change, evolve, and grow as you do, which leads me to the third point. And Osano says, the body that you have when you are in your 20s is not the same body that you will have in, in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, etc. And while I understand that in many ways that age is just a number, for those that have any experience with intense training, you understand that it's not necessarily the age, but the battle of attrition from the accumulation of injuries that may slow you down. And when I first heard Guru Inosano say this 20 years ago that you should learn multiple martial arts systems because your body will change as you age, I thought he was just saying that because, ah, he's old. He doesn't know any better. But now I know better and I can better appreciate his wisdom. This notion of learning to change and evolve as we age translates well to the entrepreneurship and leadership spheres as well. When we are new to the entrepreneurial journey, regardless of our age, The answer always seems to be more, to push harder, to attack. As Inosana points out very well, later on we realize that overt force is easily thwarted, it's generally inefficient, and it's the first thing to abandon us when we get older. Many of the arts that he teaches look deceptively simple, including Kali and Salat. These arts are based on the idea of blending with the opponent's energy sensing where they are weak or unstable, and breaking their balance. Because when the opponent is trying to keep their balance and not fall down, they invariably forget about trying to attack, much less defend themselves. This helps us use less energy, force, and strength to be victorious. And these things translate well to the resources in business like funding, as well as work hours and leadership capital. From Guru Inosando, I have learned that the best coaches and leaders have the heart of a student with the soul of a teacher so i try to apply this to myself every day i try to prove myself wrong every day i'm constantly looking for errors and flaws in my logic and my process i continually seek out invest in and learn directly from the best leaders coaches and teachers that i possibly can and if you're trying to improve yourself or your business you need to be doing the same thing so why do i do this Because the people that I serve trust me. They believe what I'm teaching them to be correct. And I take this responsibility very seriously. The better the quality of knowledge that I am able to learn, convey, and teach, the better results I'm able to deliver. In boxing, the punch that knocks you out is the one that you don't see coming. That's why I'm constantly looking for potential blind spots. One of the best ways to do this is to look at things from another's perspective. Preferably from one that challenges your beliefs and assumptions. Seeing things from another point of view reduces our chances of being blindsided. It's impossible to see every potential angle, especially in real time. From my years of experience as both a student and a teacher, this is what I have found. I try to learn from everyone that I can without any preconceived notions. I then look for overlapping commonalities, these become constants. Some examples of these constants include simplicity, specificity, and urgency. From the wisdom and philosophies of ancient times and lands to the current New York Times bestselling authors, these truths are constantly echoed and repeated. The wisdom and truth that are constantly being repeated are not only worth repeating, they are worth applying repeatedly. If you're a leader and you want to evolve, you must be coachable. If you're a student and you want to improve, you must have enough self-confidence to apply what you've already learned. This is where the blend of student and teacher come together. The better you are as one, the better you will be as the other. That's why the best coaches and leaders have the heart of a student and the soul of a teacher. They've learned the hard lessons because they've walked the path. In the opening quote I mentioned that Guru and Osano said, I train in as many arts as possible. I'm constantly learning all the time. Once you stop being a student, you stop growing. And to this statement, I would add the minute you stop growing, you begin to die. Thus endeth the lesson. Your after action items for this lesson. Number one Are you still learning? Can you check your ego? Are you able to learn? Meaning, are you coachable? If not, How could that potentially be holding you back in your business, your relationships, and every other area of your life? Next question. The body that you have at 20 is not the body that you will have when you are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, etc. What plans do you have in place to continue to stay active and functional, not just in a leadership capacity, but physically, mentally, economically, emotionally, and spiritually as you get older in life and in business? Number three, are you studying other styles and learning alternate and potentially more efficient ways to do the things that you need to get done? Are you absorbing what is useful? More importantly, are you discarding what is useless and no longer serves you or your business? Are you willing to add what is uniquely your own from your own life and professional experiences? And if not, why? I know that there's a lot of information in this lesson, so go back and listen to it more than once and take notes. Remember, knowledge that is acquired but unutilized is the equivalent of ignorance. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed and learned from this, I recommend going back to the rest of the Octa Nonverbic catalog and checking out my other Warrior Wisdom solo episodes. I've got lessons that discuss at length The Art of War by Sun Tzu, The Book of Five Rings by Mimoto Masashi, The War of Art, as well as the book Thick-Faced Black Heart by chin chu which is a combination of Eastern philosophy mixed with Machiavellian pragmatism. They're all free, so go download them now. While you're there, please hit subscribe, and I would appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This helps attract more listeners and spread the octo verba message. If you'd like to get more exclusive content and information, including the release dates of my new book, octo verba upcoming events, and the release date of Octa Nonverba's apparel, join the Octa Nonverba Inner Circle for more information. Just go to Marcus Aurelius Anderson.com to learn more, or also check out the Octa com website. Until next time, live a life of actions and not words. Live a life of Octa Nonverba.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Octa Nonverba